It's already so neat. I think what we need to do now is to go into prayer. But before we pray, let me give also testimonies of not of him that will it, not of him that run it, but of the Lord that showed mercy. When I when um, I was transferred to Lagos from Akure, I the, the church was then at Iwaya, Onike Iwaya. And the church at Iwayaunike, it was a crisis-ridden church that time. So I had no accommodation. So I was staying with Tokwe Urulu. You know Tokwe Urulu? So I was staying with Tokwe Urulu. So one day Tokwe Urulu now called me because he was working then with First Inland Bank. And he wanted to move to Standard Trust. Because the First Inland Bank, they, he was saying... It was more of northern power, the promotion, everything, because it was being controlled by North. I think, yes, first, something, something like Kenneka Bank. First, the, inland. first inland. So, but he was so busy with church activities, he was moving up and down, moving up and down, that he overslept. For him to go for the standard trust bank the following morning, he overslept. He was ideally supposed to appear by 7 a.m. And he said, people, people were there by 4, by 5. So he said, when he got there, he saw heads. He just said in his mind, you should think of something else. And he was thanking God that he had not yet resigned. That he would just go back. But he said, suddenly, the authorities came. And they went inside to have a kind of ad hoc meeting. On getting to that place, they now sent one out of those committee that, see, these people, they are many. You can send them away. There's no way by which we'll be able to cope. But if you can select three people, select three people out of those people, let's see if we can interview them. So he said, when that man came out, you know, mercy is like a spirit. A mimi. By the time that man will step out of that place, he was no longer himself. He was like, see, he was under another control. He was saying what was beyond him. So he said, everybody turn. So the queue was like this. So they all turned. He said, turn, and they should turn and face him. So when they turned, those who came early became last. And Orolu that came last became first. He now said, you, you, you come inside. And out of so many people, picked only three. And Orulu that came last was one of them. At the end of the day, he was the only one they gave that job. See, he was humbled. He was humbled. From there, he knew mercy is real. There is a peculiar seat only given by God to whosoever he wants. Seat exists. Hierarchy is real. Position is real. 
But there is one that answers only to the sovereignty and the prerogative of God. And that one, you can't question it, you can't query it, you can't challenge it. That is what makes God to be God. You don't even need to do anything to please him. God will say, because I am God, there must be the difference between me and other men. You people might be competing for a seat, but those that will enter by mercy will not compete for it. By the way, they are not even qualified for it. At times, we begin to think that why will it be Beersheba that should give back to Solomon? You'll be thinking that what will rather that? What? Because right from the genesis of Beersheba, she was written of condemned, judge. And so by the time Beersheba will be coming right inside the palace, you can imagine how Azurile, the daughter of Jerile, how Abigail, the former wife of Naba, how all other wives that, that David married, how they will feel. Do you know this story went around the whole Israel? And now, the Israel as a nation begin to say, Beersheba, Uloriburuku, Alagbiri, Ubokoloko, eh? they killed your husband because the story went. They heard about it. They knew about it. You can imagine for so many years, she will be walking in shame in the palace. She will have no voice. If she will turn to this place, Abigail will say, stupid woman, very useless woman, so cheap, ah, very cheap, how can a king kill your husband, marry you into the same palace where all of us will be? She will be living in shame, outright disgrace. But when God wanted to show his mercy, she gave back to Solomon. And when God wanted to show mercy again, Solomon became the king. And now, see the scripture. The Bible says, Adonijah had to go and beg Abigail, and beg um, Beersheba. They were now seeking for a favor because the son became the king. And the Bible says, Solomon was also so smart. By the time Solomon was standing up, he enthroned her mother. You can imagine Abigail being the mother of the wisest king in the kingdom. Do you think what will she be looking for that she will not get because her son was the richest not only in the kingdom, in the entire land. There are times God has a way of justifying the unjustified. There are times God has a way of qualifying the unqualified. There are times God will say, not because you have done anything, this is my pleasure. Eh? You can, you cannot, there, there is no reason whatsoever that you can give to justify that. Mercy simply means he is God. He is God in the affairs of mankind. He is God in whatever things we are going through. So each time you ask for mercy, miracles that are traceable to mercy, they bring tears out of our face. When you see miracles that are as a result of mercy, you see tears coming out. Someone came for a testimony. And you will be there that Sunday because they gave her three days. She had an accident. She was traveling I know the stories will go around. And in that accident, she was at Lassut, this Lassut, for 14 solid years. 
14 years. It, she was the only one who survived. She had an accident. I think she was 11. She came out of hospital when she was 25. She stood on Living Spring altar to give that testimony. While she was giving that testimony, everybody was weeping. Because all her system shut down. Everything. Body leg, body eye, everything about that woman. In fact, she said it took three years to recover high alone. She was using three, three years, four, four years to regain everything because she was in coma for almost three to four months before they could bring her back. Even by the time she came to give testimony, one of her legs was like this, one of her. So at a point when there was no longer money to sustain because there was no parent to assist, they advised from the hospital that if you could spend almost 14 years in hospital, write your story. So she wrote a magazine on the hospital bed. And they began to sell that magazine. So someone bought it. And someone, a top official in bank, a director in bank, not yet married, read the story of this young woman. And she rushed down to the hospital. She said, I think I, I, I need to pick interest in this story. In less than one year, he married that guy. In less than one year, through life story. If I can still check home, I will still see that man. And now, the man said, what I do now, they go around to give testimony, still has the job, beholding that girl because of one arm that is bad, because of one leg that is still bad. As you see that girl limping like this, limping like this, you see an answer man standing tall, carrying her. Limping like this, everyone will say, see mercy. Limping like this, see mercy. She will be walking, she will say, if you have never seen mercy before, I'm a product of one. If you have never seen God's kindness before, I'm a product of one. So when you see mercy in action, it's not about who you are, but about who God is. That is why I want you to tap into that mercy. Because the next level is cheap for those that are in covenant of mercy. One of the greatest surprises that I can see in the scripture is in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 4 verse 4. Don't worry, because I want to rush it. In 2 Samuel chapter 4 verse 4, there was a judgment on the household of Saul. Said, he said, by this time tomorrow, Saul, he said, Jonathan, you and your sons will meet me right inside the grave. So he pronounced the judgment over them. He pronounced death over them. He said, no, you cannot escape from the power of Philistine. You and your sons will die. And by the time they brought the news, there was the nurse, and the nurse quickly rushed to carry Meshibosheth. So that Meshibosheth will not, will not be part of the cause, will not be part of the judgment. But when they carried Meshibosheth, he fell, and he became lame. Now, look at this story. He was not born lame. He just became victim of situations, conditions, and circumstances. There is one thing mercy will do in life. Mercy will delete you from those that have been condemned and judged. It was the entire house of Saul that was meant to die. But when mercy penetrated, when mercy entered into it, mercy preserved But when you see mercy in operation, one way or the other, it will delete you. Hear this. There's a man called Tony Olukilede. Tony Olukilede is the one in charge of his purpose church. He has a brother. He has a senior brother. They look alike. The senior brother was about to travel. When he was about to travel, I think one of these plane to Port Harcourt. As they were about to go there, this is the first road. He sat down there. And 
one pilot, this, this pilot, pilot in Olukilede, uh, wanted to move his job to another job. So, and he was successful. So the letter did not get to his hand. The other, the letter got to his friend, his friend, another pilot. So the pilot got the letter and he was rushing to tell that one. He said, stop, 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 don't move because he was already tiring. He said, I have an information for you. He said, okay, please come in. He said, see, congratulations. They have given you the appointment and you'll be resuming by this time tomorrow. So the pilot said, okay, let me fly this one first. When I come back, I will tell them that I moved my plane to another plane. As that pilot friend was about to go out, he looked at this man by the first door. He said, boom, you don't know me. He said, I don't know you. I've never seen you before. I've never met you before. He said, what do you mean? He didn't know they were secondary school friends. Because of time, because, so he said, he introduced himself. They hugged themselves. And he said, see, I've seen you for a very long time. You are not going to follow this plane. I'm going to move there. He said, I've paid. He said, I will return the money. And he moved out of that seat and he came to come and join his friend in the other plane. They had not moved for 30 minutes. There was a plane crash. And everything got, the guy was weeping. The guy was weeping. I never knew he would honor me this way. I never knew he would honor me this way. I never knew he will honor me this way. He will honor me this way. Thank you, Jesus. What did I do that you, you deleted my name from the list of those that will be dead? Only one person, single-handedly, he brought him out. That is when we talk in terms of mercy, in terms of the power of mercy. God has a way of removing you from those that were built and are built for death. The Bible says, Anwar obtained favor. He found favor before God. The death that would have killed all of them, he was removed. So, but by the time you see this man surviving this one, Ziba did not allow that guy to survive. He took him into a corner. In, in, in 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 1, he took him into a corner. He, he took all the properties of his father. And a prince now became a walking stick. A prince now became another thing else. A slave began to rule over him. But you know the woman, the man had been coming with mercy. Meshiboseth started his race with mercy. Do you know that mercy did not leave him? When it was an appointed time, the Bible says, David stood up. Is there anybody left that I can show kindness? Is there anybody left that I can show mercy? Nobody was left except the one that was preserved by mercy. Nobody. Everybody died. Saul died. Jonathan died. Others died. Ishibosheth died. There was nobody left except that one that was deliberately preserved by mercy. And when it was time, but God stood for him. When it was time, God remembered him. He couldn't fight for himself. He had no leg. He, now, he was even at the mercy of a slave. A slave took over his properties. A slave took over everything. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know where to go. But when mercy was speaking, God stood to fight for him. David said, is there anybody left? He good account said, Ziba never wanted to present. Meshibo said, neither did Ziba want to say. Meshibo said, was still alive. Ziba would have preferred to say, Engako survival, they all died. But because they knew that Meshibo said was in Lodeba, they helped David to announce where Meshiboset was kept. 
They were talking to one another to talk to one another to talk to one another. Ah, one is left. One is left. One is left. Not all of them died. One survived at Lodeba. The Bible says Ziba now came forward. <laughs> Not because he wanted that, but mercy made it. And he said, he's there and he said, yes, one is left. One is left. And he bought, he was lame on his feet. If you are going to show mercy to anybody at all, there's no way you can go. You, know, you can't show mercy to somebody lame on the feet. He, he said, he, he, he was left but lame on the feet. Not qualified, not accepted, not worthy, not relevant, not significant. You can't say anything. Very ugly. Mm -mm, he doesn't know anything. He did not pass. He did not go where. He did not find any. He said, I don't care. He said, this is my pronouncement. As from today, one, all your properties and your father's properties are restored unto you. And that is the power of mercy. Along with it is restoration. All you have lost, all they have taken away. When mercy is in operation, they will surely be restored. Amen. He said, see this one who has ruled over your life for 20 years. I say, now power will change hand. He and all his children will serve you. And he was having 20 children. Why my shibu said he was having only one son. He said, no, don't worry. All are not the 20 children. They will work for you. Since you don't have legs, they will be your legs. They will work for you. They bring the process of that. And he said, then you will sit at my table. You will eat with the king. You will eat with men that are achievers. And I said, if you want to see mercy, you look at Meshibuset. Because if they were to march to David's table, mighty men will march. Shama will be there. Eliezer will be there. Son of Dodo will be there. Or Ashahel will be there. All these powerful, powerful men. Joab will be there. And they will be coming with their trophies, with their bed, with their achievement, with all those things that they have achieved. And they will be hailing them. Oh, no, no, no. You merited this seat. Oh, no, no. You are qualified to hit with King. Oh, 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 no, no, no. This should be your place. But right there, you will see somebody crawling with bum bum. Coming. Crawling. Because he was lame in both feet. They will say, Taleninye. Who is the one? Who is the one at the back? Because Kule lead. You will not be able to match up. And while coming, they will be asking, who is coming from the back? Crawling with the bumbo. Who is coming? Then everybody will be standing up. They will be asking, which war did you fight? Which Goliath did you kill? Where did you fight? Can you hold Jabeli? Can you hold Saul? Have you shot a sling before? Have you thrown a stone before? And I hear my shepherd will be saying, I've never done any. I was never a soldier. Now, what brought you here? He said, mercy. Mercy brought me here. Mercy made me to see with the mighty. Mercy made me to see with the king. Mercy made me to see with the powerful. Mercy, mercy. Let me tell you this story before we begin to pray. When I was in part three or part two, it was so tough in school that time because there was a strike. There was Babangida strike or there was one, one um, I don't know that president. It was a strike of one year. Now, because of this strike, people came back and the university authority said, no, there, there was a riot. So they closed us down for six months, eight months. So by the time we were coming back, there was a rule that we should sign an undertaking and our parents should sign an undertaking. Apart from that undertaking, they said, we will deal with you. You will never do this thing again. That we should go and write exam immediately. So people were not prepared. People relaxed their mind. In fact, it was so bad, some people missed exam. And those who wrote it, they failed. So there was, there was mass failure that year. And people were crying. People were weeping. 
things were happening. Then in ECU that time, on one Sunday, they brought a woman called Sister Florence. So Sister Florence came, and Sister Florence, she was giving her testimony. She was meant to preach, but she decided to give her testimony. And from that year till now, it was shocking that I couldn't forget the testimony of that woman because it was a, a perfect example of mercy. She said, I was the most brilliant student when I was in secondary school. I had the best result when I was in secondary school. He said, my teachers, they used my paper to mark others. He said, they will always add extra, either plus, either this, excellent. They say distinction, they say perfect. He said, uh, she, she, she applied to Unilag. And because the cutoff mark was not on spot, they gave her admission to do A-levels as at that time, that year. She was running A-levels. She was still good, very brilliant. And that year, as God will have it, she came in to read FST, food and food science and tech, anything. On getting there, she was doing like this. I'm brilliant. I know it. I can do it. I can undo it. Only to find out that first year, few. Second year, few. So by the time it got to part three, she was already in probation. She lost confidence in herself. She didn't know what was happening again. She said she didn't know where she was going. Everything looked gloomy. Things looked bad for her. Do you know by the time we are going to say Jack Robinson, she has spent eight years just for five years course. And by the time that eight years will be over, she graduated with pass. This was a brilliant, true life story, sir. True life story. This was a brilliant sister. Very brilliant sister. Self-confident, courageous, bold, with a lot of future ahead. She said she had become a disgrace, not only to herself, but to every member of the family. She has lost absolute confidence in herself. She could never even believe she could write an exam and pass again. And that she didn't even know she will predict A, she will see C. She will predict A, she will see G. She will predict A, she will see receive. That was her encounter all through in FST department. But one way or the other, she managed to go out. And she went to Akman Danfolio University to go and serve. He said that people called her and they said, what do you want to do service here for? One, you are bored. The age has gone far. Two, it's not this area. They are sending you to Sokoto. What do you want to go and do in Sokoto? He said, well, it has ba- it's been bad before. It can't be worse. <laughs> she will go. So on getting there, uh, she, she was working with another department. And when it was exactly just two months, when the service year was over, they advertised FST department. Because as at that time, FST department was not in operation. So they advertised FST department and they wanted teachers to come. They wanted lecturers to come. They wanted people to come. So why they did that, she came down to Ife. She was talking with the HOD. She was talking with all the authorities. They said it has never happened in, in any university system that your certificate will be relevant. That is of no use. It's of no use. He said, but somebody's called. He said, try your luck. He said, it's, um, it's the, the worst they will say is, no, get away. So she said she did photocopy of her result. He did photocopy every other thing. She went. She too wanted to go for interview. People were many. People were many. She said she would look at results for class. She would look at one, two, one, two, one. He said, two, one, pew, two, one. There were so many. She said because of shame, she was hiding her own certificate. She didn't want anybody to see she came out with pass. She didn't want even people to know. And she was weeping right inside her mind that this is what I wanted to do in life, but life did not favor me. She is what I wanted to do in life. Nothing favored me at all. 
So while she was going about and was carrying that, it was her turn to come for interview. Some people will come out and they will frown. Some people will come out and they will smile. And then they will be adding salt to the injury. That do you think, uh, no, this is tough. This is... As soon as she entered, it was her HOD, because she served in that university, it was her HOD that was conducting that interview. And as she sat down, one question. He said, Sister Florence, are you interested? She said, yes, sir. And she was hiding the result. He said, it's not about result. He said, we had advertised this department because of you. And we have been praying that you will not say no. Through life story, sir. Through life story. <laughs> Do you know, she was, she was given lecturing job. That was two months before she finished service here as a copper. So she collected salary as a lecturer. She also collected salary as a copper. They now sent her back to go and do postgraduate studies compulsorily from Ife. Ife will never take pass. But as she was coming from a higher authority, they couldn't reject or resist that one. And she came back. Right inside that place in that school, the husband also approached her. And by the time she would go back to that school, she became the first HOD and the first dean in that FST department of Bandan Fodio University. There is nothing. All I'm saying is this. Don't write yourself off. Mercy is already writing you here. There is no barrier. Mercy cannot break. Whether you are late in getting married, mercy can talk. Whether you are late in bringing forth children, mercy can talk. Whether you are late in getting job, mercy can talk. Others are buying cars and it's getting late. Mercy can speak. When it looks as if tenants or landlords are oppressing you, mercy can speak. When where you are, promotion is not coming as expected, mercy can talk. When you very process, you find yourself, you find out that there is oppression here, mercy can talk. When doctors are saying that you don't have any more life to live, mercy can talk. When they have even with you to the oppression of, mercy can talk. When you find out that you need to take drugs before you survive, mercy can talk. When you have gone for so many contracts and then it's not getting one, mercy can talk. When you have come to the point of embarrassment and disgrace, mercy can defend you. When there is a massive judgment, mercy can defend you. When there is condemnation, mercy can speak. When you are not qualified for that seat, mercy can speak. Mercy absolutely is all about God and none about yourself. This is a great meeting. Because in less than 24 hours, you begin to see testimonies of mercy flowing in. I'm saying it again. You begin to see testimonies of mercy flowing in. If you believe in shout another thunderous amen. Ridicule will always exist. Embarrassment will always arise. Situations, occasions, and insults will always abide. But if they do, mercy also is always available. It is the perfect eraser to every error. He will cleanse it, he will remove it. It is all about God. Hear what Yoruba people said concerning mercy. And after that, we are going to rise. And I want you to pray in the light of this revelation. Do not come on the basis of what you know. In fact, I want you to empty yourself before God. Do not come on the basis of what you can achieve. Forget that you have money. Forget that you know people. Because as much as I've spoken this English, how far is it taking you? It's only mercy that can take you far. It can break limitation. It can break barrier. It can remove obstruction. Mercy is a pure demonstration of a heart that is totally given unto God. 
the next height, the next place, the next people, the next person. It's only the power of mercy. Each time you are coming before God, I want you to come with your heart bowed, not only your head. People only bow their head, but their heart will still be standing. When God looks at you, he does not answer your utterance. He answers your heart. God does not only listen to your speech. He hears what your mind is saying. There are times you speak in your heart as if you are qualified for what you want from him. There are times you speak from your heart that you deserve more than this. There are times when you even kneel down to pray. You compare others and you feel that God, they do not what the level they are compared with what you have done for God. And this is the reason why most times we are disqualified. We are not disqualified upon our coming and we are coming, we are, we are, we are pretending he sees our heart. When Samuel wanted to immediately anoint Elia, God said, no, no, he might have an appearance of a king, but his heart will not sustain that. I did not reject him based on his eye. I have rejected him based on his heart. When you come before God, empty yourself. Forget about your past exploits. Forget about things you know. I want you to consciously say it so that your heart agrees with your mouth. I do not merit this. I do not want it. And if you think you want it, then you need to change your prayer. Take me to a height where I do not merit. Maybe you need to change your prayer point. Maybe you have been praying based on things you know, based on things you have, based on what you want, based on your achievement. At times you go in for interview with confidence. You, so much self-confidence that God is annoyed. Because every time human flesh is lifted, it's abomination against God. God deliberately will resist your growth when he knows your heart will not glorify him. So most time when we appear before people, we appear qualified. We dress qualified. We talk so strong. We judge others. We condemn others. We ignore. We despise. We debase. We deny. We move in as if even the one that is there, we can control them. We speak all the English that we know. We speak all the connections that we know. And God stands at the gate not only to disapprove, but to disgrace. Where you come with the one of mercy, you see his power. You see his grace. And like like, like I, I'm, I'm making reference to this. They said there was a man who was a warrior, a warlord in Yoruba history. And he wanted to fight another smaller one. So, this one, he will come like this with pride. I will harness you. I will finish you. I will deal with you. He was coming with that confidence. They said this man went and he consulted with the elder. He said, I know I can't fight this man. What do I do? Please assist me. Don't let this man unnest me. Don't let this man finish my kingdom. I'm a small king governing a small place. And this king is challenging me. I begged and pleaded. And this king will not but allow and say, no, 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 no. I will subdue you. I will submerge you. After consultation, they told the young child, the young king. They said, the power of this man is egg. It will burn anywhere that, that it has power. They said that is his power. Because they, they didn't know his power. But they knew that if it should appear, what will follow is fire. And there was a what happened? Why is this? Then they told him from where he consulted them that when he, anytime this man throws this one, you will see fire will come. He said, then what do I do? 
Do I have any power to confront this fire? They said, this is the only way you can defeat this man. Whenever he comes and you see him, prostrate for him. Don't start to fight him. Don't look up. Don't do anything. When he's coming like this, just prostrate for him. You are young. Let your heart reflect that. The man was coming. He was ready to throw that egg. He didn't know that. They taught that man. Don't speak against him. Don't chant incantation. Don't fight him back. Don't even just prostrate. So he went flat. And that was the exact point he wanted to throw the egg. It was the Satan. So while he threw the egg, the guy was already on the floor. So the egg missed him. So, you see how he missed it. He didn't know that it was a deliberate attempt for him to miss the hair. And but they did not say, oh my, yeah. They just said, prostrate. And as he threw, he prostrated and he missed. And the guy began to talk like this. Began to talk like, he fell. And the young one became the most victorious. At times, you need to double for the powerful people. At times, you need to double in your heart. A lot of things will miss you. Arrows of evil will miss you. They said, God sits on a throne. And they compare that throne to thunder and lightning. When you are going to see heavy thunder that is going to destroy things, big, massive thunder that is going to consume things that will come with fire, and you come with ash and you'll be burning things. They said before that, before such kind of thunder will come, Yoruba people will say, the smaller ones will first of all go. Because he sits on mercy seat. If God does not sit on mercy seat, I'm telling you, I don't know what will happen to this world. But because he sits on that mercy seat, that mercy seat, you see smaller thunder, first of all, oh, I, I, I don't know if you have observed that. But the big one is coming, oh. but the one is up. Yoruba people will say, when you see the smaller one, that is what is kunku in English? They said those smaller ones, they are telling the bigger one that is coming. Ero, baba, ero. Ero, ero. So they will go saying, Yes. So by the time that big one will land, the Erobabero would have removed the impact and the effect. That is why they say, Mercy rejoices against judgment. It would have been grievous. It would have been more terrible. But you see, the mercy will go. When you see the construction of Ark, he said, Let the cherubim, the two of them, let them rest. On mercy seat. I'm telling you today, maybe where we are getting it wrong is because we think we deserve what we have. Or we think we are better than others. But if you can change our view and our perspective and begin to come on the platform of mercy, I am telling you, the next generation will celebrate you. And it's a right art. It's a right art. I don't have the power of my own. I don't have the power of my own. Oh, Holy Spirit, I call up to you. Help me. I don't have power of my Let's take it one more time and then we rise to our feet. I have no 
power of power of my own power of my own Holy Spirit I come to you help me This is the first prayer that I want us to pray. I will say it in English and I will try to also say it in Yoruba so that we can pray it very well with a good understanding. Now, the, this one says, the, the, the battles that drives away help and assistance mm. from somebody. That does not allow somebody to show compassion. The, the battle that doesn't allow her power to arise. That today, today mercy, remove it. Can you open your mouth and pray that prayer? That Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that, that invisible power that drives away helper, the Father tonight in the mighty name of Jesus, let mercy remove them. I ask in the name of Jesus, whatever is driving away helpers from me, whatever, anything that is driving away helpers, whatever is not making men to assist me, whatever is not making me to enjoy air, Whatever is not making me to receive air. The Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, let your mercy remove it. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. This is the second one. Fire should burn into ashes. The battle that goes to hide somebody. Fire should destroy it. What is not making me visible? What is not making me visible for men? Every veil that is covering me. Every covering garment. I tear it by fire. In the mighty name of Jesus. Emaru Whatever is making men to bypass me. Whatever is making assistance to bypass me. Whatever is not making me visible, accessible, available for men to reach out, to touch me, to help me. Die by fire now, Balebarum. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You want to say it? Evil powers planning to disable me. Die now. Go back, but I to first for me, dear. Go back, but I to first for me, dear. Do I You want to make me a disable? I, I sentence you to death now in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Je me sens que le guerriambre le parouche de Baha. Father, strengthen me. Lord, strengthen me. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Three more prayers. Oh, Lord, raise destiny and pass for me. Lord, raise destiny and pass for me in the mighty name of Jesus. Those that will assist me, those that will help me, Father, send them to me, O oh Lord. Show me mercy, O oh God. Show me your mercy, O oh God. And send help pass to me. Show me mercy, O oh God. And raise help pass for me in the mighty name of Jesus. Let my life enjoy your mercy. Let my destiny enjoy your mercy. Let my children enjoy your mercy. Send a pass to them. Oh God, a pass of destiny. Let them rise for my son. Let them rise for my wife. Let them rise for my husband. Let them rise for my daughters. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We are going to pray. Lord, let me sit with the greats. Class, remind my seat among the powerful. Let me sit with the wise. Lord, move me to the next level. Let me sit with the mighty. Let me sit with the great. Change my seat. Move my seat forward. Let kings stand for me. Let me sit with the kings. Let me sit with the honorable men. Let me sit with the wise. Move my seat forward. What you lost that you are lost. After this meeting, you will find them. Amen. I say it as I hear it in my spirit. That whatever is troubling you, don't do it. Lock until Jerusalem. Whatever, anything whatsoever that is taking away sleep from your eyes. Before you leave this place this night, they will die a natural death. Amen. What is called issue, making men to mock you. I say it after this meeting, they are dead. Amen. I'm saying this as I'm hearing in, and your fear will never be confirmed. Amen. Your fear will never be established. Amen. That after today's meeting, mercy will remove you from where men placed you. This one I say it and I know it. Very soon. Very, very soon. Men will serve you. Amen. I say it again. Men will serve you. Amen. I say it one more time. Men will serve you. Amen. Any plan to limit you, limit your children, limit your progress, limit your wife, limit your business, limit your husband. As you are screaming, Amen. After this meeting, mercy will kill them. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.